Mm. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Jason Tucker. This is WP Water Cooler, episode number 145. Today's topic, we're talking about when, why, and how to launch your WordPress plugin. Wait, that was last week's topic. No, this is launch. <laughs> oh! Yeah, it's see... It's a two-parter? It's a two-parter. The wow. two-parter. Two-parter. So... I love Steve, how about you give us a definition of launch? Why don't we go through intros first? Details, <laughs> <laughs> details. I'm going to look that up on Wikipedia right now. <laughs> uh, Devin, you're, you're in alphabetic order. Let's start with you. Hey, guys. Devin Walker here from uh, GiveWP.com and WordPress.com, WordPress developer. Nice. Great. What about you? Hi, I'm Drake Berry. I'm the lead developer of Oso Studio, a WordPress engineering company in Austin, Texas. Nice. George. Hi, I am George Stevanis. I am the team lead of the Jetpack Pit Crew at Automatic. We do a lot of the shiny things, and I'm currently working on uh, building two-factor authentication for Core. If you're interested, drop me a line on Twitter. Awesome. Nice. Awesome. John, what about you? Hello, John Hawkins. I blog at VegasGeek.com, and I am the lead developer on CC Devs. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> Russ. Uh, my name is Russ, I'm organizer of WordCamp Vegas this year, and I wrote a plugin called Gravity Styles to help you style gravity forms easier. Nice. Steve. I am Steve Zenga, I'm the founder of Zeke Interactive. And Aren't you Chris Lemma? OC WordPress Meetup. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Russ. Can we get through one without mentioning Today, that? Actually, today I'm, I'll be playing the part of Say Read. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Lord, come here, kids. <laughs> Suzette. Hello, everybody. I'm Suzette Frank. I'm an instructor with Girl Develop It, and I do have a plugin called Pinkify, and something's going on in the background, but that's all right. <laughs> Russ works at a bowling alley, so uh, you know, it's stuff not me. Happen. There's nobody in here. It's quiet for once. <laughs> I don't know. I'm seeing a giant bowling pin behind Suzette. I'm like, yep, yep, giant yep. bowling balls like start chasing down the hallway. Exactly. <laughs> I'm Jason Tucker. You can find me, Jason Tucker, on Twitter, and I blog over at wpmedia.pro and jasontucker.us. So last week on episode number 45, we or 44 rather. We talked about um, you know taking a, a WordPress plugin that we've built and we're actually going to do something with it, and um, you know we ended up with about three minutes at the end of the uh, end of the half hour where we wanted to talk about launching and there's no way you can launch a plugin in three minutes. So we thought we would uh, circle back around here real quick and kind of discuss this stuff um, you know in its entirety for half an hour. So. Who uh, who out here has um, actually done this sort of work? John Hawkins launching out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so George has launched a plugin. Uh, anybody else? I have. I have. Awesome. Very cool. So and if the... we can do it, you. <laughs> if I can do it, you can definitely do it. That's for sure. Exactly. So, um, you know, Steve was going to tell us what uh, what launching a plugin actually meant. And, uh, Steve, did you find that Wikipedia article? Uh, uh, launch is a verb, meaning <laughs> to set, to start, or set in motion. Nice. nice. Actually, it says set parentheses a boat in motion by pushing it or allowing it to roll into the water. Are you, you don't are have you to, to put it grab into your computer and like push those bites <laughs> straight down the pipe. Are you on the Wikipedia for, for Canada? I'm actually, <laughs> I'm actually just on the Googles. I had a Canada joke and I held back. 
Lunch in the boots, eh? <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about it. So um, we, we went through the whole idea of building up the plugin and getting it ready to, to, to launch. We didn't really talk about uh, you know doing any type of testing or getting some of your friends to test it. What have you guys done in order to do that? Like, uh, like Devin, what did you guys do for Give? So before we even launched Give, we had a closed beta for around 30 days to hear what um, just normal users and then influencers in the community thought of the plugin and how we could improve it before launch. And then also we made sure we had uh, plenty of screenshots, video, and documentation in place prior to launching it. And, um, and definitely lots of testing internally and externally uh, just to make sure there was nothing really uh, glaring before it was out. Very cool. I mean, running a beta is always going to be a critical part of getting a successful large launch off, but one thing that probably will be a difference is if you're an established project and you're fully open source and you're like running your development out in public, a closed beta doesn't really make that much sense because folks only just go to your GitHub repository, download the code, and run it. So um, that's something that we had uh, some internal discussion of with Jetpack lately was um, we were retooling how we were doing our betas, uh, and we decided that we previously had had a closed P2 with feedback from beta testers, but we decided it made a lot more sense to move to an open model, so uh, anyone that wanted to or was willing to could just see the tweet, oh, hey, there's a beta available, let's go test things, uh, as just like I'm sure all of you are doing with, I think Core has beta 3 out for uh, the next release, so we've all tested, right? Right? Definitely. Yeah. We totally okay. did. Yep. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're, we're testing on beta 4 right now, and it's not even done yet. <laughs> I'm on the alpha of beta 4. Yeah, it's pretty good. So what, what type of things can we do for testing before we even think about rolling this stuff out to um, the repository? Um, anybody? Uh, watch out, Russ. <laughs> Gosh, well, <laughs> since no one else for us is going to survive. Since no one else wants to talk, you can Go always, uh, uh, if you get uh, uh, unit testing together, you can use something like Travis CI uh, to tie to your repository and get automated unit testings going off with every commit. So you can run through and make sure that everything you're uh, running isn't breaking horribly on a variety of setups, whether you're testing different PHP versions, uh, different WordPress core versions that you're comparing to. Uh, it's a great idea just to make sure that you're not inadvertently breaking something uh, just because you didn't, cause, just because you're testing everything against WordPress master trunk, you didn't think, what if I run it on two versions back? What happens then? So does that, does that also include uh, you know, testing back for so many versions back? Because it seems like a lot, a lot of folks, are when they're, when they're building this out, they're just doing it for what's running right now, like what's common, and then what's you know, more future-proofing their, their, their code. What sure. about like, going back, and how far back should somebody go before they you know, say, oh, yeah, you know, this, is, you know, this, is, this is good for at least like, the last like, five or six dot releases or yeah. something like that. Like, I mean, how far per back should it be? Personally, what I recommend and what we do with Jetpack is uh, we support the current stable release of WordPress, which is now 4.2, uh, and one version back, so back to 4.1. Uh, as soon as uh, 4.3 releases, yeah. yes, which 
for WordPress, 4.1 to 4.2 is a major version. Okay. Since we're not semantic versioning, exactly. You know, I also think it's yeah. uh, it's super important to, uh, depending on what your what type of plugin that you're uh, that you're building, uh, you know, maybe run your plugin um, with other plugins already active on your install because I mean that's one of the biggest things is, you know, you're going to probably be doing your development on a, you know, pretty barren. Uh, blank WordPress install, and then you know you install it, and then you're running something like, uh, uh, well, I mean, there's there's thousands of plugins. So I mean, just depending on what your uh, what areas you're going to be touching, just making sure that you've got other stuff that also is touching those areas, and making sure those things are playing nice. So just so the audience understands, John is recommending that you run thousands of plugins on your WordPress site. <laughs> yes, there's not a problem with that. <laughs> if they're if they're coded well, they can run parallel with each other and not have a problem. Just, I mean, just, I you care. can always reduce it. Just, in, just, just take just, all thousand wait, of those plugins and drop them into your theme. Just so our audience knows, this is a sarcastic part of the of the water cooler. That don't take my advice. <laughs> there's a sarcastic part of water cooler. There this is. is awesome. Yeah. Wait, wait there's, there's a time we should take your advice. No, no, never take my advice. That's. <laughs> That's rule number one here. So do, do any of you guys have something that's like that, where it's like a, a good collection of plugins that you just install, you set up, do you go and grab like a, an old version of a, a site that you've already launched and tested off of that? Or like what, what should somebody do if they're trying to build a, a kind of, you know, bomb-proof plugin, you know? I always test it against Jetpack, like all my plugins. Or like that is my test, like if a new plugin works with Jetpack, it's okay to go. Yes. How do you feel about you don't that? Don't break it. No one else would. <laughs> <laughs> you just turn on all the modules and just be like, yeah, have at it or what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, we, we run a we run a development environment that has about ten or fifteen plugins that are active. Um, everything from like Jetpack, WordPress SEO. Uh, yeah, the common Matt, ones. All of those. Yeah, all of pretty much anything that has you know a a million plus install will test it against that just because. In our case, most of what we build is for clients, uh, but we are starting to work on building some plugins for public release that we're testing right now. And it's amazing where you don't think something's going to conflict, but then it does, and then you give it to a client to beta test, and oh, lo and behold, they broke something because they did something completely different than the way we thought they would do it. Yeah, I think it depends on the, what your plugin does. For instance, we have a Google Maps plugin, and if any other plugins are enqueuing uh, the Google Maps API it can cause issues. So uh, knowing what those plugins are and, and testing alongside those ones is important too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Google Maps API. We have one that we're working on right now that does uh, that does Facebook API, and one of our clients that was testing it for us. Um, completely broke it because they already had the the Facebook API queued up, and that wasn't something that had really like clicked when we were just kind of thinking through it. So, sure. Or if you're doing an alternate login form plugin, uh, find some of the ones that will say login with Clef or uh, test something that relocates a login form to a page in the front end instead of the, your wp-login.php. Just think what you're doing and what kind of crazy stuff someone else could possibly think up and, and try to mess with it. Also, the, the... Someone's going to. The two plugins that were actually in my mind that I couldn't think of the name of were uh, NextGen Gallery is such a big one because it's so many people use it, and it's 
a fairly sensitive plugin to begin with, so it's pretty uh, pretty good to be making sure that you're not going to be breaking that stuff. But also um, things like Gravity Forms or other forms-related plugins. Not that Gravity Forms is going to be inter- uh, you know causing trouble with what you're doing, but you know if you stop somebody's Gravity Forms that is collecting leads on their site, they're probably going to be a little ticked about that. So I would assume so. Well, well, yeah. not not only that, but. Uh, <clears throat> A recent thing that I had is I was styling something in my theme and I didn't have it in the plugin, and so when I shipped version you know 2.1.1 out, I didn't have this, and so the clients all their options went black against a black background, and so nobody was filling out <laughs> what size T-shirt they did, you know stuff like that. Like I didn't test that out, and I probably should have, you know. Don't. No. No. If That's you did with it, then you would have been fine. Piece. Theme. Say that again. Test it out with no plugins and a stock-based theme. It was all Jetpack. That's a first step. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Jetpack. And then use Aveda, right? Yeah. Ugh. Oh. Oh, God. Sorry. I sorry. What, do you hate that. yourself or something? <laughs> <laughs> Were you bad in a previous life? <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Anyway, so then once you get that done, the question is, how do you actually ship your plugin? And that's going to depend largely on whether it's a commercial plugin that you're trying to sell, or if it's something free that you want to have on the WordPress.org plugins repository. Now, if it's something that you're trying to sell, uh, honestly, one of your best bets is probably going to be looking at something like Easy Digital Downloads. That's what I do. Definitely. Or just go to chrislemma.com and look at one of the 30 posts that he's working on this month that has to do with all sorts of different ways of selling things. Yeah. Oh, no, those are all membership plugins. Can we just upload it to, like, this month or something? So okay, so yeah. uh, selling them. So what about what about just getting them into the repo? I mean, that, there's I've been seeing a, a couple different ways of um, people doing this where there's um, some third-party solutions that will take care of that for you from you know taking stuff from uh, from GitHub and pushing it out or doing it yourself. Um, having to learn SVN is that still a thing? You know, like uh, where are we at with that? Um, so before we get to that point, before you even get access to subversion on the .org repo, you need to actually apply. Yeah. So you need to oh. fill out a form uh, that says, hi, .org repo admins. Here's a plugin I'd like to have listed with you. Uh, here's a link. Here's a summary of what it does, and here's a link to a zip file of the plugin so you can download it, test it, and make sure I'm not doing something incredibly stupid that's going to tank people's installs so then they come pound on WordPress.org's door and say, why did you let me download and install this thing that's deleted my install? So once they then look through, see that you're not like stealing someone else's code or downloading something off Code Canyon and then uploading it to the repository or something crazy like that, uh, then they'll actually email you and say, congratulations, you now have a subversion repository. You can start shipping your plugin on the .org repository. And that's when you worry about migrating your code into the subversion repository and either working from that as a base, which you can certainly do when I've done many with many plugins over the years, or uh, taking your existing code base that you're working with on GitHub, for example, uh, and actually either using an automated process or just manually deploying it across whenever you want to ship a new version. I only so, have one. I only have one plugin in the repo, and and you know the the process of getting my code into there was kind of challenging to me, and and. I'm, that's kind of why we're having this type of discussion because it's like if it was challenging for me and I consider myself a geek, how do I get 
somebody who's even geekier or less geekier than me to figure out how to do it. Anybody else had those type of challenges? You know, uh, I mean, we so for, for us, we've done this several times because the idea of getting something into the repo, learning SVN and things like that, like that's that's a hill to climb, right? I mean, it's something you have to figure out. And so we've actually done it for clients where we've like we have them sign up, and then we basically end up doing the uh, doing the pushing for them um, out to the repo. So we've we've done that for a couple of different clients because it is it's uh, it's a challenge. And probably not something that uh, you know. It's one of those things that you think, oh well, if you're if you're a PHP developer, you should be able to figure this out. I get that. You probably probably could. Uh, I wish there was an easier way. Um, SVN is not my favorite, so somebody should probably write a tutorial. Uh, I just found a. There's a great article on the Tavern from February about a something called WP Pusher uh, that tries to basically automate the deployment of WordPress themes and plugins from GitHub over to the .org repository. Ooh. Sounds nice. Well, then there was, like, weren't there, like, uh, like plug-in boilerplates that kind of had a lot of the structure that was in place for being able to get this type of stuff um, pushed to the, um, the, the repository? Is that still the case? Um, there's mm. not really that much structure you technically need apart from having the right plug-in file headers. And the, the readme file is pretty important because that does need to follow a, a specific format because that makes up the parts that are published on the WordPress plugin directory, like all of the installation and the FAQ and the screenshots and all that is in your readme file, and that's where it gets it. Fun stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Oh, and the other thing that just shipped more recently is actually called Ship, which is an app that ships plugins from the GitHub to WordPress.org uh, as like a kind of shipping as a service kind of. Uh, so you give it uh, some of your .org credentials, and then it uh, pulls from GitHub for you and ships it for you instead of you actually doing it manually with WP Pusher. That's awesome. I has anyone used Cornerstone for SVN? I, I find that really easy. It was super easy to use Cornerstone with is SVN. That, is that a program or like what was like an app? It is. Except I believe it's an SVN client application that you can download, and then it um, it's kind of like Source Tree for Git. It's it's like a graphical user interface of the repository, so you can kind of see a little bit, and it's it's a better view. I think it was. Not hard to when, once you get it set up and working, it's pretty smooth from there. Yeah, it looks nice. So I was just looking at uh, the plugins uh, repo, and if you're if you're interested in adding one, adding a new plugin to the repo, just go to WordPress.org/plugins/add, and you need to have a lo you need to have a WordPress.org account, and you need to be logged in. But once you are logged in, it'll kind of walk you through the process of all the different pieces that you need. Yeah. Um, and then right after I went to that page, I went to another page that is um, pretty important. George, um, I think the first time we met was at WordCamp Philly, and you wrote maybe the ultimate plugin that the weekend. The simplest plugin of all time is called The. That's right. The. the. This is what happens when people drink and they leave a WordCamp <laughs> heading or the after party. And we came up with the idea of the the plugin. What really drives me crazy, though, 
is it's been downloaded 14 times today. <laughs> you know, it has really good SEO. I, I'm, I'm having a great time, you know, being able to find it. I think. No, I think the plugin slug is actually the. the. The right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like that app, Yo. <laughs> exactly. Yo got funded. <laughs> <laughs> that plugin has been downloaded almost four thousand times. Just. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, Sorry. Sorry to derail. Carry on. Go on. So, so are you saying that if George can do this, then anyone can do it? <laughs> well, actually, George, if you think about it, like, how, how long have you been dealing with WordPress at that point? Like, you were, like, brand new, if I remember correctly. I had been maybe six months, maybe a year-ish, mm. um, of actually doing any significant back-end stuff. Did you did you do any other words? Because the was only the beginning of the sentence. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only one. But I had actually had some couple previous plugins up that were some odd widgets or uh, like display posts from all categories except this one. So you I, went from the, which is very small, to Jetpack, which is is all the plugins. Well, that was a couple <laughs> years apart, but still one word. Now all the short codes are just Jetpack. <laughs> hey, I need to pack all the jets. What can I say? George has a really good plugin that I love. It's called Update Control, and it allows you to set the um, auto update of themes, plugins, and core to my major versions. And I, think I it's actually awesome. I had only done the initial framework of that. Chip Bennett actually oh, really? has been doing a lot of development work since. Oh, cool! Yeah, it's awesome. I love that plugin. But I think we're getting a bit off track. Sorry. Probably. <laughs> the water cooler? <laughs> um, no, that never happens. Fair enough. Going to tangents. Steve, what about you guys? Have you guys done any plugins? Uh, not that are in the repo. Okay. Really? I, I've so been a part of me a little bit. I'm on a couple of teams, so I do contribute to a couple of plugins, but I've, I've not done one myself. So how does that work? Do you have that on like a, uh, I mean, don't give out your secret blend of herbs and spices, but uh, <laughs> but <laughs> is that is that a Bitbucket kind of thing? Is that like a private repo and a client requests X and then you push it up and it updates? How do you roll that? For my own plugins or for the stuff that's on the repo? Yes. <laughs> so, wow. uh, no, you said you don't have any on the WordPress repo, so... I well, imagine I imagine you have an SVN or you're using GitHub or Bitbucket, something along those lines. Well, for our own internal stuff, everything we're doing is on Assembla, which is which is Git. So that that's how we're managing all of our all the plugins that we write internally. But I'm familiar with all the all the SVN processes for uh, submitting something to the repo, just because of the the couple of teams that I'm on. Nice. Functions.php mainly. <laughs> Right. <laughs> it's actually in pluggable.php. Bad. No, bad. No. <laughs> um, so also, I would not drop them into sunrise.php. That's bad. <laughs> you don't want it to go across all your uh, multi-sites? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's exactly how to do it. Yeah. Um, so we built a plug, or I built a plugin to style gravity forms. And um, I was giving it away uh, for free. It was on GitHub for a while. And I was at PrestigeConf, and I showed um, Ben Fox, who's going to be keynote here in Vegas for WordCamp. And he said it was such a good idea that if I didn't sell it, he was going to sell it. 
<laughs> he was going to take what I did, and he was going to sell it. Um, and that kind of got me in the right way to, to do things, but I started using EDD and their software licensor, and I had no idea how it worked. And I turn around, and Pippin Williamson is behind me, and he typed on my keyboard and made it work. And it was just like that. I was in business. Um, that's, that's what I call lucky out at WordCamp. So, so the answer to how to launch it's a plugin Pippin is a wizard. Out with Pippin. Got it. Got it. <laughs> yeah, why isn't Pippin on this podcast? I mean, talking about launching pl- plugins. He is. He's standing right behind Russell. <laughs> 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 Every time I move, he moves too. <laughs> so we've launched. Now what? Well, support. Now oh. you print swag. <laughs> swag is good. Yes. As say Reed says, you go hang out with Lemma. <laughs> now you dr- drink some scotch, all right? Um. I think I think Devin touched on that. I think you you launch a product and now you wait for feedback and you get that support. Devin, how do you guys handle support for, for uh, his, his name's Matt Cromwell. <laughs> 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 no, but uh, he does um, a great job of support. But we use uh, BB Press mainly. What's that again? We use BB Press for support. Uh, oh, BB uh, Press form-based support. Yeah, so uh, we find that uh, it helps people out by, you know, they can find their uh, other people who have had a similar problem, and we can build extensions on top of it, helps with our SEO. I know a lot of people are using Help Scout now, but uh, we haven't made a shift to that yet or ever. Uh, another possibility that I'm not sure if it's actually available anymore, but a couple of years ago, WooThemes shipped a little theme called Support Press that is not to be confused with the thing Automatic has done for years off Backpress called Support Press, but the WooThemes Support Press, uh, basically you could uh, users could fire in support requests, uh-huh. and then if, you, if it was useful, you could turn it around and turn it public uh, to make it be a new FAQ topic so folks could then more easily uh, solve their own answers without having every single support request public. So wait, they're both That's called awesome. Support Press? Yeah. Um, yeah. So when, like, when I when I first one started called Support Press and one be called New Support Press? Like, like Coke, no like Coke and New Coke? Coke. <laughs> so when I, for, when I first launched Geek Street, that's what we used for support was uh, support press by Wu Themes and uh, is it new support press? It, no, it, it no, was actually just... it, it was actually sarcastic softball support press. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it, it it actually kind of bit us because uh, every time they would update, they wouldn't update jQuery. So every time you log in, it would say, "Please update jQuery." So like we had to get rid of it because you know all of our clients were like, "What's this thing I have to upgrade?" And they thought they had to download it for their computer. Support Press was um, retired in February 2014. Oh. Oh. So, so but what about <laughs> Support Press? Wait, which one? Support Press. They just did. The Woo Theme Support Press was retired. When was New Coke retired? Automatic Support Press is still there at supportpress.com. I'm really confused. That's okay. There'll be links in the show notes, Steve. You'd be more happy to go Just use BB Press. Best. Yeah, BB Press is great. We used that. We used it for quite a while. 
What so, about external systems like uh, Zendesk? That's what we used before. Yeah. Oh, you used that before. I really liked Zendesk, um, yeah. but once we decided that we, I mean, our whole goal was to kind of build up that, uh, the repository that mm -hmm. people could go in and, and go read a whole bunch of stuff. So if that's what we were planning on doing, then we didn't really feel like we needed to pay Zendesk 20 bucks a month or whatever it was a month, like when we could just do it on BB Press on our own site for free. And then not only that, it was going to keep all of the traffic on our own site rather than sending yeah. it to a third-party location. If, so, if, yeah, it's a good, good point. If you are looking for external systems, there's one, another one that I use for a non-WordPress site called happyfox.com that, uh, that's pretty decent. I know that uh, Pippin just switched over to Help Scout from Help Scout, BB yeah. Press, which is uh, a lot of people are doing that. I think uh, Optin Monster is another very popular plugin using Help Scout, which is uh, <clears throat> you know we took a hard look at it and uh, and there's a lot of really cool things it does, like uh, the internal reporting is, is something really interesting to yeah. us. Ooh, and it's I've been hearing a lot of good stuff about Help Scout too. Yeah, I think people like the email-based support rather than form-based. That's kind of some of the clients we begin in is like they don't like logging in; they just want to stay in their email. It's what most people use anyway. So. Yep. Yeah, yeah. we use Help Scout, and it's amazing. Yeah. And what was it that you used, Trey? Oh, I said we use Help Scout as well. Oh, for you do. A lot okay. of our support. Sorry. Yeah. And one other really slick thing is uh, if you use BBPress or BuddyPress for support, uh, WooThemes does have something called product support that actually integrates with that to manage, like, subscriptions and who has access to what support forums and whatnot. That's cool. Nice. No, that one has not expired. <laughs> no. No, that one's still alive. I, I could use that for EDD. Yeah. I well, have EDD. <laughs> you want to write the what you said? Oh, EDD. Yeah. Oh, that's Point different. Point <laughs> Well, folks, that's about it for this week. Make sure you go to our website, wpwatercore.com, and click on the links there. You can also subscribe to us using YouTube and iTunes. So thank you all for being on the show today. You guys have a good rest of your day. Have a good one, folks. Build Bye. things. Bye. Bye. Bye.